Hey gang, it's Mad Blood. For this special Mad Blood podcast, we have a real Halloween treat for you. For the first time in more than 25 years, we present the premiere play in the Mad Blood radio drama series, The Halloween Goblin. This audio adventure first aired on Halloween night in 1978 on WNOR, the hottest radio station on the AM dial. Jim Stanley was the production manager and one of the station's stars. He brought the Mad Blood gang before the microphones and then proceeded with razor blades and Ampex audio tape to edit together what you're about to hear. We hope you enjoy it. Come with us to the outer reaches of Pungo. A winding, twisting road takes us far into a land few men care or dare to see. A huge mansion looms over a fog-shrouded landscape. A lantern sheds little light on a weather-beaten mailbox. The text informs us that the person within the walls of the eerie edifice is one Dr. Maximilian Madblood. Well, I tell you, the party's going great. Ernie and the monsters are downstairs stitching extra parts on each other right now. You know, you know Baron Von Basketcase, you know, he's, he's Betsy and Velma's uh, dad. He came in with his new bride. Oh, she's something, let me tell you. You know, when they got married, they got a warm welcome when the ceremony was done. Boy, I tell you, yeah, that's because people threw cooked rice. <laughs> well, that joke was saved by the old bell, folks. Let me get the door here. Hello? My name is Raymond J. Johnson, Jr. Uh-oh. Uh, you can call me Ray, or you can call me Jay. Uh-oh. Uh, you can call me Ray, Jay, or you can I'm... call me Ray J. Jr. M- Mr. Or you Johnson. you can call me R.J. M- Mr. Jr. Johnson, R.J. I'm going to slam the door in your R.J. face. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Cheryl Teagues knows... And so does The Audio Shadow. The Audio Shadow. In reality, mild-mannered disc jockey Lamont Cramden is sworn to right wrongs, fight evil, and stamp out disco music. Disguised as The Audio Shadow, he has the power to cloud men's minds and give them a rash, causing them to scratch so much they cannot see him. His secret identity is known only to Margot Lorne, his faithful aide and companion. Tonight's episode... The Halloween Goblin. It is Halloween Eve in a remote part of Suffolk. Oh, Bobby, we're finally alone. That's right, Luann, and I've got something for you. Oh, Bobby, really? I've waited so long. Close your eyes, Luann. Okay, Bobby. (laughs) Now hold out your hand, Luann. Oh, Bobby. Open your eyes, Luann. Why, Bobby, that's the biggest pumpkin I ever saw. I carved it just for you, Luann. See, it's got hearts for eyes. I didn't hear anything. Oh, that. Probably just some kids out trick-or-treating. Here, let's light the jack-o'-lantern. Bobby, something's coming. Not yet, Luann. Something's coming this way, and I'm scared. It's probably just some kids. Look, I got the candle going. See how the jack-o'-lantern glows? Bobby, something's coming through those bushes. Meanwhile, 
in another part of town, there's a Halloween party going on at Inspector Hounderson's. Well, good evening, Inspector. Evening, Cramden. Uh, nice party. Uh, thanks. How do you like the decorations? I made it myself. Yes, I can see that. Oh, you know my faithful assistant, Margot Loyne? <laughs> no, but I'd like to. <laughs> Inspector, tell Oh, uh, excuse me. What did he mean by that, Lamont? Never mind, Margot. Who did all these tacky decorations? I mean, a scarecrow with handcuffs on? And look at that witch with the leather boots and riding crop. I'm afraid I have to go. A uh, case has come up, nasty one too, from the sound of it. Uh, two kids found in a mess of pumpkin peelings. Pumpkin peelings? Uh, yes. Uh, sorry, I have to go. Uh, make yourselves at home. There's uh, more punch and cookies in the fridge. Uh, but don't play with my guns, okay? Oh, hey. yes, certainly. Oh, Lamont, pumpkin peelings? What could it mean? I don't know, Margot, but it sounds like a job for the audio shadow. Well, the party's rolling along pretty good right now. Uh-oh. Speaking of rolling, folks. Hiya, Doc. Hey, this is one great bash, Dusty, what'd you put in the punch bowl, pal? Uh, nothing, Doc. Nothing? <laughs> Listen, one or two of my monsters are walking straight now. I can't have my monsters do that. The <laughs> nah, word gets Doc, out and we're all in trouble. They're just having fun. Hey, uh -huh. Ernie's over there cracking walnuts with his navel. Yeah. See him? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Dusty, did you give him the rubber nose and glasses? Was that you? Yeah, Doc. It makes him look kind of wild and crazy, don't it? <laughs> hey, Doc, I got some news from back home. Okay, what's the news? Well, Cousin Dickel's having problems. Oh, yeah? He lost, yeah, he lost out on his job with the Wax Museum. Oh. They, they said they already had all the displays they needed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he tried crossbreeding, though. He did. Crossbreeding. Crossbreeding? Yeah. Is that yeah. what he was going to do, crossbreeding? Yeah, he was. Tell he, me about that. What did he cross? cross? Well, he crossbreeded a porcupine and a mole. What did he get? And, and got a tunnel that leaks. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, ain't it? Yeah. Crime rates First up time back. you've heard these, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Crime rates up back home, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Last night, Harley Clifford was pecked to death by a hit chicken. <laughs> A hit chicken, get it? <laughs> He's a cluck anyway. Yeah, back. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Jimmy Carter knows. <laughs> and so does the audio shadow. Lamont Cramden, who is secretly the audio shadow, able to cloud men's minds and give them a rash, is at a Halloween party with his faithful companion, Margot Loy. When the host, Inspector Hounderson, is called away on a case, the caped crime fighter decides to tag along. Margot, I'm going with Hounderson. But Lamont, he won't let you go along on official police business. No, he won't let mild-mannered disc jockey Lamont Cramden go, but he can't stop the audio shadow. Oh, <laughs> are you the A.S. now? Oh, that's right, Margot. Nobody can see me but you. See? They're all scratching themselves. I'm going with Hounderson. You follow us at a safe distance. Say it's pretty gruesome, huh, Inspector? <laughs> That's what the report said, Blakely. Oh. What in the world? What is it, Inspector? Look at my face. Oh, some Clearasil will take care of that. No, no, it's some sort of a rash. Uh, how was the party? It was okay until that, until that Cretan Cramden showed up with his flashy girlfriend. Oh. She really wears cheap perfume. Yeah. Ugh, I can't stop scratching. Uh, here we are, Inspector. <laughs> Oh, good evening, Inspector. Sorry to get you out on Halloween night. They're over here. It's pretty awful. I've seen some bad stuff in me time, but... Hey, Inspector, look. You know some clearance will take care of that. My lord, look at this. What a mess. 
Is this the way you found them? Hey, Inspector, come look over here. What is it, Blakely? Leading away from the bodies, what is this slimy stuff? Ah, it looks like the track left by some gigantic snail or some kind of a slug. You think it was a monster, Inspector? Don't be silly, officer. Oh, no, sir. I only get silly off duty. I meant... You meant did some gigantic slug uh, make this mess and then crawl off? That's silly. Sorry, sir. Officer, stay here until forensic shows up. Blakely and I are going back to town. Yes, sir. An officer. Yes, no sir. No more silly. Yes, sir. Oh, look, Inspector, your face has cleared up. <laughs> Shut up, Blakely. Boy, girlie, it's sure dark out here tonight. Dark and cold, officer? <laughs> what? Who's that? Who's it, that? It's the audio shadow. <laughs> oh, you're from forensics. Jeez, it's dark out here. I can't even see you. Ah, st stay there a minute. I got some calamine lotion in the car. Dang, mosquitoes are eating me. There are no mosquitoes at this time of the year. <laughs> Lamar. Over here, Margo. What took you so long? You said to keep a safe distance. Good girl. Why are you so winded? Why? Hmm? Don't you remember, Lamont? We don't have a car. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. What a mess. Come on, there's a cab. Where are we going? Cab! Cab! The officer thinks that slimy stuff is the trail of some gigantic monster. <laughs> and there's only one man around here who knows a lot about monsters. Where to, buddy? Take us to Pungo. We're at Mad Blood Manor. You know where you are. I'm eating some of my trick-or-treat stuff. This is such good stuff. Let's see what I've got here. Groat clusters. Oh, that's nice. A crunchy frog. Look at it. Wait a minute. What, what is this? An apple? <laughs> In this neighborhood? That must have come from Velma's house. We were going to trick-or-treat at the Pungo Zoo, but they had to close it. Do you know why they closed it? The, the clam died! Ah, uh, you guys have heard it before. Okay, well, wait a minute. Here's some more guests just came in, and uh, I've got to go greet them. Excuse me, please. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Norfolk Vice Squad knows. <laughs> and so does the audio shadow. <laughs> it is Halloween Eve, and outside Suffolk police have stumbled onto a grisly scene. Two young lovers are found in a mass of pumpkin peelings, apparently the victims of a terrible monster. Lamont Cramden, who is secretly the audio shadow, has just left the scene of the crime to enlist the aid of a friend and monster expert. With him is his faithful companion, Margot Lloyd. Where to, buddy? 13 Idle Hour Road in Pungo. Yes, sir. Lamont, you know what the announcer said about my being your faithful companion? Mm -hmm. Why am I your faithful companion? Are you kidding? Every good crime fighter has a faithful companion. Batman's got Robin, the Green Hornet's got Kato, Lone Ranger's got Tonto, and I've got you. <laughs> but why did you pick me, Lamont? You ever watch the Lone Ranger, Margot? Sure. Well, believe me, it's no fun to play slap and tickle with an Indian. Oh, Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm driving around this creepy neighborhood on Halloween night. Look at that rundown old castle over there. You know, I, I've heard there's a vampire that lives there. Ain't that stupid? It's right down to the end of this road, Cabby. <laughs> Jeez, you know, it, it's so dark, I don't think I can go any further. Yeah, would a $5 tip boost your courage? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, he's right. It really is spooky out here. Well, there's a the house right up ahead. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's home. No lights on him. Oh, yeah, there's one light up there on the second floor. 
All right, uh, come on, Margo. Uh, here's your fare, cabbie. Wait right here, would you? <laughs> Not on your life, pal. We're stranded. Oh, cut the heavy breathing, Margo. We've got work to do. But it's so dark and spooky out here. What if nobody's home? At this house on Halloween, there's no chance of that. Rats. Lamont, aren't you going to knock? Knock? Why? I mean, they'd never hear it. They? Well, I'll, I'll just open this creaking door. The clown died! Oh, you guys heard it, huh? Oh, wait a minute. Some more friends just showed up. Excuse me. Back to the music. Hey, how you doing? Listen, welcome to the party. Doctor, this is my faithful assistant, Margot Loin. Margot, Dr. Matlock. Good evening, my dear. Good evening. Oh, he kissed my hand. Watch out for the guy with a cape over there. He'll bite you on the neck. Doc, could we go up to your lab and talk? It, it's, it's important. Sure, sure. Hey, listen, why don't you stay here, my dear? Ernie, Ernie, get Miss Loin some punch. <laughs> A mess of pumpkin peelings, huh? What makes you think it's a monster? Just because it's Halloween? Uh, there was a green film on the ground leading away from the scene. Uh, some kind of slime. Wait a minute. Green film? Yeah. Was it about three feet wide? Did it have kind of an iridescence to it? That's right, Doc. How did you know? Wow. I can't believe it. Now, now, there's a monster that I've never seen. I've only read about him. Then it is a monster. Oh, yeah. It's a monster, all right. It's Peter. Peter? The pumpkin eater. Don't sit in a punch bowl. Watch your foot. Oh, you just stepped in a dip. <laughs> Don't sneak up on me like that. Uh, so sorry, Doc. Elmo, what brings you out here on Halloween? Uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, my taxi broke. Oh, no, listen, never mind that. That bag you have is falling apart, pal. M my, my wife? No. Oh, yeah, she's been going downhill since grade school. No, 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 the bag you're carrying. Oh, Elmo. oh yeah, here's, here's a package. Oh, special delivery. Thanks. And uh, here's some noisemakers. Noisemakers? <laughs> Elmo, Ernie and the monsters have noisemakers you don't even want to know about. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, listen, why don't you go mix with them? Uh, say, Doc, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they're rough. Rough? Yeah, I wanted to play football in high school, but I flunked Huddle. Oh. You know, I was the poster boy for chicken. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm allergic to pain. Okay. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Conley Phillips knows... <laughs> and so does the audio shadow. <laughs> Lamont Cramden, alias the audio shadow, has journeyed to Pungo to confer with monster expert Maximilian Madblood about the strange case of the pumpkin mutilations. Let me see. Oh, yeah, here it is. It was in 1947 when Peter made his first film. Wait a minute, Doc. Are you saying that this was the work of a movie monster named Peter? Peter the Pumpkin Eater. Yeah, here it hmm. is. Let's see. The Monster That Ate Long Beach, made by Chinso Studios back in 47. Let's oh, see. Yes. The tepid tale of a laughable monster that devours pumpkins in a small, boring California town. Oh, yeah. One of the five worst films ever made. It's ranked just above Myra Breckenridge and The Trial of Billy Jack. Oh, it says here that it did a fast El Floppo at oh. the box office. Well, what's that got to do with? what happened in Suffolk. Well, the monster in that movie has the same M.O. as what happened tonight. Well, what see? does he look like? I, some kind of a big sea slug, I guess. I'm mm. not sure. I've never seen the movie. It's so bad, even we don't show it. Oh, it must be a super stinker. Well, thanks a lot, pal. Mm. But I'll, I'll bet you a jar of pickled frogs that it's Peter. Well, what would a pumpkin-eating monster be doing in Suffolk, anyway? Hmm, well, let's see. Now, wait a minute. Hold on here. Let's see. Special effects, George mm. Goblin. 
George Gump, good old George. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't heard about him in years. He's the one who created the dish rag that washed Wisconsin. And you remember the film, The Creature That Yelled at Wally Cox? Yes, yeah, he yes. did that, too. George uh, George Goblin's the one that created Peter. And, uh. you know, he's probably behind the reason, uh, whatever the reason is, that yes. Peter's Lamont, here. That's true. Lamont. Up here in the lab, Margo. Yes. Oh, Lamont, it was just on the radio. The monster has struck again. It what? devoured the Churchland Quickie Mart. The entire supermarket? Yes, there was this big display out front. Display? Of, of pumpkins. Ah, uh, Suffolk, Churchland. Why, it's headed for the big city. You mean Phoebus? No, no, no. From Suffolk to Churchland, it's headed for Norfolk. Oh. We have to stop it and destroy well, it. Well, that, that shouldn't be too hard. What makes you say that, Doctor? Well, if we can stall it in Portsmouth, we can bore it to death. This is a strange night out here in Pungo. We just got a really weird phone call. The folks from Paranoids Anonymous called me, said they wanted me to join, but they won't tell me where their meetings are. <laughs> you know, I'd really love to get my hands on the guy that invented the wrong number. Number where? Number. I didn't see you sneak into the party count. Sure, Max, I flew past, past the plasma punch ball. <laughs> I'd I'm like not doing get, it again. I'd like to get you keep my going. on the full of the <laughs> yeah. I flew past the plasma. <laughs> you still can't read it right, Wait a minute, I'll get it. Go ahead. I flew past the plasma punch bowl. And it shows, by the way, you're reading this script. Some monster was sitting in it, yeah, though. That's yeah, what I was yeah, that's Ernie. He's trying to cool off. His girlfriend bought him a bun warmer for Halloween. Yeah, he didn't understand how it worked, you know? <laughs> I had the jacuzzi like that once. Yeah? Yeah, I filled it with Tabasco sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go circulate a bit like you're blood system there. Oh, listen, my circulation's great. Till sun. Oh, all right. Well, Max, listen, I'm going over to the munchie table. The munchie table? Yeah, I see they've got some more boneless peanut butter there. Yeah. No. yeah, we'll see you later, Count. Uh, Count, Count, look out, look out for the, w the window. Count. Oh! Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? You Hefner knows, and so does the audio shadow. <laughs> Lamont Cramden, who is secretly the audio shadow, is on the trail of the pumpkin-eating monster that is ravaging Tidewater. He has enlisted the aid of Dr. Madblood, when together they learn of the latest attack from Lamont's slap and tickle partner, Margot Lloyd. He ate the Churchland Quickie Mart. The entire supermarket? It was just on the radio. Suffolk to Churchland. He's on his way to Norfolk. Maybe he'll head for Craddock. Where? Never mind. What can we do? Well, the first thing we do is figure out why he's here. Doctor, you said you thought the man who created the monster is behind all of this. I'd stake my reputation on How it. How about something more substantial? Why? Lamont, perhaps we should tell Inspector Hounderson about this. Perhaps he could help us. Margot, I'm the who who knows what evil lurks. Yes, Lamont. I meant to ask you about that, Shadow. What evil does lurk? I'll tell you later. Right now, we're wasting time. That's for sure, ever since the top of this page. I think I know how to get the information we need. Oh, good. Madblood, what say we take a little ride in your car car? I'll get Ernie to uh, fire up the Madblood mobile. You know, I like the doctor, but he sure does have some weird friends. Thanks, I made them myself. Ernie! Hey, Ernie! Gee, doctor, this sure is a nice old car. Well, thank you, my dear. It's a 1952 Packard hearse. 
Are you fellows comfortable back there? <laughs> Why did you bring them along? Well, you never may know when they come in handy. Okay, where are we going, pal? Well, as soon as we get into Norfolk, head down to Granby's. Okay. What do you suppose this man Goblin's motive is? Revenge? Power? We don't know that yet, Margo. I'm really curious. Do you mind if I read ahead in the script and see? Mm, here we are. Pull over there. That's the uh, City Hall building, isn't it? Are you going to try and find out about the Goblin in there? Don't be silly, Margo. They don't know anything in there. See that rundown little building next to the rundown big building? That's where I'm going. What What does that sign say? Let me see. Last Chance Finance Company. Yeah, they've got records on everybody. What was that? Oh, that can't be. Dr. Raider's car? Oh, come on. Raider's visit with us last year was a booming success. <laughs> you might remember that. Oh, there's another car. It's Shames Bum. <laughs> this is strange. Raider and Bum are shaking hands, walking away from each other. This is weird. They're having a... a duel? Don't hit the Venus flytrap, fellas! of men. Cheryl Ladd knows, <laughs> and so does the Audio Shadow. <laughs> the Audio Shadow. In real life, mild-mannered disc jockey Lamont Cramden, able to cloud men's minds and give them a rash, is attempting to discover the motive behind the bizarre pumpkin mutilations on Halloween Eve. With him are the demented Margot Loyne and the lovely Dr. Madblood. Didn't he get that backwards? I don't know. I kind of like the way it came okay, out. Okay, you two stay here. I'm going to slip inside the last chance finance company and see if I can get any info on George Goblin. Lamont, you can't get inside there. It's Halloween. They're closed. Well, perhaps mild-mannered disc jockey Lamont Cremden can't get inside, but... Right, hold it! Right. Oh, wait a minute. Right. right there. Do me a favor and get out of the car before you do that, will you? I'm too old to watch my face oh, break out. sure, Doc. Lamont? It's not Lamont. It's the audio Shadow. <laughs> hey, uh, Shadow, what makes you think you'll find what you want inside? Well, there's a little old man who works down in the records room of this rundown joint. His name is General Jingles. Is he any kin to Admiral Bell? If anybody in town's got anything on this goblin, it's the General. Stay here. I'll be right back. <laughs> Just use my master key here. Slip inside unnoticed. And down the stairs into the old record room. Boy, this place would make the CIA proud. Oh, there's the general over there. Hey, who is it? Who's there? It's the audio shadow. Uh-oh. I'm going to cloud your mind. <coughs> hey, cut that out. <laughs> Sorry. Look here, Shadow. You want some info? Ask for it. Only cut off the smoke machine, yeah, huh? Yeah, sure. Right. That's better. Now, what do you want to know? Well, have you got any records on a man named George Goblin? Are you kidding? I've got records on everybody. Let's see. Uh, George Goblin. Wait a minute. Oh, yes, there we are. George Goblin. Hmm, he's had some rather bad luck. Mm, so I see. Oh, thanks, General. 
I won't forgive you for this. That's okay. Anything else I can do for you? You've got records on everybody in here, right? That's right, Sonny. We've got them all. What do you want to know? Can you give me Margot Loin's measurements? Well, let me see. <laughs> Hey, chicken legs. What? Yeah, Brain, what do you want? When are you going to change the fluid in this bowl? I'm starting to feel like a car sponge. Here's some punch, pal. Blah. That tastes like a monster sat in. Hey, by the way, Doc, I've been thinking. Good for you, Brain. No, Mad Breath. It just occurred to me why raccoons have those black rings around their eyes. Go ahead. That's from making smart remarks to grizzly bears. Terrific. I just bought a used car. Great bargain. Only thing is it goes from zero to 60 in 10 days. I ran over a hunk of gum. Gum? Took low gear to get off. Doc, Doc, hey, mad face. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Dr. Rock knows. <laughs> and so does the Audio Shadow. <laughs> the Audio Shadow, using his power to cloud men's rooms, has just obtained secret information about George Goblin, the evil genius behind the pumpkin-eating monster that is devouring Tidewater on this Halloween night. He brings his findings back to the old hearse driven by Dr. Madblood. Lamont, is that you? Right again, sweetheart. Boy, you're everything you said you were. <laughs> what? Did you get anything on George? Shh, listen. This is Walter Crankcase. We have a report that the dreaded pumpkin monster has entered Portsmouth and is destroying High Street. That shouldn't be too hard. Police are on the scene. Oh, come on, Mad Blood. Let's go to Portsmouth before it's too late. You missed it by about 20 years, pal. <laughs> Goblin couldn't get movie work anywhere. He came here to live with his brother, Hob. He's had a number of jobs since then, some pretty bad luck, too. What do you mean? Well, first he was the ball boy for the Virginia Squires. Then he got a job as a groundskeeper for the Norfolk Gardens, and he was a bellboy at the Monticello Hotel. I think I'm beginning to understand why he's got a grudge. Mm, let's see what else. He was the concessions manager at the Corinthian Theater. Then he signed up as a paperboy for the Ghent Quarterly. What was the last job he had? Mm, says here he had a prospect for a position as curator of the Monitor Museum. Here's the toll booth. Uh, anybody got a quarter? Hmm. All right, I'll go token here. I got a token. All right, men. We know the monster is headed this way. Get into your positions. Pumpkin's ready. Hello, Inspector. Cramden, what are you doing here? Oh, hello, Mr. Line. Uh, who's your friend in the phony wig and glasses? I'm the Portsmouth Avon lady. I see you're at the center of the action again, Inspector. Uh, what's with the pumpkins? It's my strategy. When the monster comes down High Street, my men are going to throw 14 bushels of ripe pumpkins at him. Well, now, what good will that do besides make High Street look better? He'll pick out on the pumpkins, and while he's doing that, we'll capture him. That won't work. What? What do you know? They tried the same thing in the movie he was in, pal. It just made him bigger and stronger. Are there a lot of vitamins in pumpkins? <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, no. My word, look at that. He's massive. He must be 40 feet long. Mm, he looks so slimy. What would you call something like this? Peter. Don't get cute with me. I'll run you in. All right, men. Pumpkins to the ready. You'll be sorry, Inspector. Aim. Fire. Oh, 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 oh. 
Boy, Madblood was right. He's getting bigger and bigger, and he still looks hungry. Well, I tell you, this party's beating all the other ones we've ever had around here, that's for sure. Pungo's tactical weapons intelligence team, known as Twit, just picked up our magician. Yeah, he sawed a woman in half and she's suing him for severance pay. And so are her four half-sisters back home. Same by the bell, folks. Second time tonight. <laughs> I could use a few more of those. Hmm? Oh, that's too bad. No, no, just rub some meat tenderizer on it and call me in the morning. Hey, who was that, Mad Dog? Crazy Betsy again? No, 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 that was Meatloaf. He's got tennis elbow. Oh. Oh. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Everybody knows. <laughs> and so does the audio shadow. <laughs> and now, the exciting concussion of the Halloween Goblin. Lamont Cramden secretly the audio shadow, along with faithful companion Margot Loin and Dr. Madblood, have just witnessed an attempt to stop the gigantic pumpkin monster on High Street in Portsmouth. An attempt that failed. He's getting bigger and bigger, and he still looks hungry. <laughs> oh, gee. What do we do now? Look over there. That stoop-shouldered man right over there. Now, that's George Goblin. I'm sure of that. Come here, you. You're the one behind all of this, aren't you? Yes, yes, it was me. I created this monster, and now it will destroy your town just like your town destroyed me. <laughs> oh, George, you got to listen to reason. Somebody go get reason. You're ruining the lives of a lot of innocent people. So what? So does the gong show. George, George, listen now. I'm Dr. Madblood, I'm a big fan of yours, pal. You created some of the great movie monsters. And this one? is the greatest of them all! George, is this the way you want to be remembered? I mean, after all the genius work you've done? It doesn't matter. I can't stop him. Nobody can stop him. <laughs> Take him away. Oh, it looks like we're done for. Maybe not. Are there any pumpkins left? A few over there. Why? Madblood, will you help me try something? Sure, this show can't go on forever. Get your monsters out of the hearse and give them each a pumpkin. Come on, fellas, it's showtime! <laughs> Get them to hang out of the back of the hearse and throw pumpkins at the monster. Make faces at them. Madblood, you drive. Okay. Anybody got a quarter? Let's see. Uh, I got a couple of pennies here. Let's go. I've got to hand it to you, Cramden. That was a brilliant plan to lure their monster into the downtown tunnel. How did you know he'd get trapped in there? Oh, simple, Inspector. Those tollgate people don't let anybody through without a quarter. And I knew that once he was in the tunnel, he was a gunner. The fumes in there would kill anything. Another case closed. I'm just glad your friend the audio shadow didn't have anything to do with this one. Right, Inspector. Come on, Lamont. Hey, let's get going, pal. <laughs> well, after a tough evening of saving Tidewater from destruction, what are you going to do now? Well, we have to get back to the party at Mad Blood Manor. The, the War of the Worlds is coming on. Good night, Inspector. <laughs> Strange how that laugh sounds almost like... No, it couldn't be.
Be good, take care, and thanks for turning us on. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm on the streets again. I disobeyed another warning. I should have been in my ten. You've been listening to Dr. Madblood's Halloween Party on WNOR with the adventures of the Halloween Goblin, starring the Airhead Theater of Mercury players. In alphabetical order, Mike Arlo played Dusty the Crop Duster, Count LaCoudre, the officer at the scene of the crime, and the evil George Goblin. The part of the cabbie portrayed by Don Davis, Luann and Margot Loyne by Susie Davis. Jerry Harrell played Blakely, Ernie, and of course the beloved Dr. Madblood. Joe Penku, known as Joe the Voice Penku, played Elmo Hummer, the Brain, the Shadows announcer, Bobby, Inspector Hounderson, General Jingles, and Walter Crankcase. And Jim Stanley played Lamont Cramden and the Audio Shadow. The Halloween Goblin was written and directed by Jerry Harrell. It's an Evil Eye production. Additional material for Mad Blood segments written by Jim Stanley. The entire production produced by Jim Stanley. Engineering by Ed Soddergun Scullion. Executive producers Fred Gage and Don Davis for 1230 WNOR.